Hello punters and thanks for listening. Uh, we're here, Everest Eve. We're going to what we're going to do. We're going to break up this week into two separate podcasts. The first of those, we're just going to go through the support card. I guess if you can call it that. And then we're also going to go through the Everest in a separate podcast in a little little bit more detail. Joining me, Brad Gray, is Lee Dalton. Lee, we finally we finally arrived. It's Everest Eve. We're here and um, looking out the window. Weather's starting to clear, so all's on track for a big day. Fingers crossed. All right, getting stuck into these speed maps, we'll jump across to race three to start things off. The Reginald Allen uh, Phillies race. Cristobal here. You've got Matt Midfield. It's going to be a horse carrying plenty of punters' money. Um, given it the form it's kind of showing its past couple of runs. Absolutely. Midfield for me from that good draw with the blinkers going on first time. Not that Bowman's going to be super aggressive early in the race. He doesn't need to be, but I just thought could be set a little bit less of a task here than what Cristobal was at its most recent run. There does look to be a genuine speed there. I like it easy. He's been forward in all three trials this time in, and I'd assume will take up the lead. Uh, Evangelina's up in distance. I'm so sweet, sweet, sweet. Trouble starts here. That's the other one. Uh, the other horse I have given a mention to here is Madame Rouge, who drops back in distance and drawn the widest. I'd be inclined to ride her quietly here, but we'll have to wait and see what the Wallace Stable do say. I've made a little error with the maps that are on the website, uh, the incorrect comment, but that'll be fixed up with this podcast. There we go. All right, uh, now we've got the Star Mile. So here you've got the, the speed as being average. I guess to the eye you could probably think that they might roll along a little bit here, yet you've, you've, you've capped it as average. I think just average, and they are two horses that everyone knows as absolute on paces in Stampede and all too high young, but yeah. after that pair you struggle to find any that are going to apply any pressure to that the leading pair. So I've got Goodfella sitting up in third, fourth position. He, of course, was a change last start in the... Um, the Epson yep. and went back off that wide draw. I'd assume here in a race with an average tempo from a mid draw, Goodfellas a change closer tomorrow. Is there a chance that he pushes on a little bit and tries to lead this, given his two runs prior to that he was right there on the bunny? I think you stamp this race as those two are the pair that are going to be in front, yep. and uh, anyone opposing them is going to know that and say, well, we'll just take the Butte run behind them. Yep. That's, that's my way of looking at it anyway, and I'm sure. Um, Bjorn and his team will have done the form on the race and know what they're dealing with. Sure. All right. The Kosciuszko. The monster comes across from a wide gate. We know his pattern. But you've got Oso Hazy as being as being the leader here. That's correct, Oso Hazy. Who um, look the Pretty twelve speedy horse is a speedy horse. Last time at Warwick Farm, over twelve hundred drew wide, uh, ended up a bit further back, but has sat up there and ran very well in 1175 metre and 1200 metre races so I think uh, we'll look to lead the Monster might push on and cross but for me oh so hazy with the Monster sitting OSL you might not want to cross there tomorrow given the track conditions it might be uh, the preferred position to sit one off the fence and yeah, off gonna, a leader it's going to be interesting to see how the track does play because obviously traditionally wet track Randwick off the fence however right, you've got a, a fresh, different beast yeah. yeah you've got a fresh patch there yep. which they haven't raced on so no. I have to monitor that Yes, absolutely, and as we've got big fields early in the day with the highway and that, so it'll be a yeah, difficult one to pen down exactly the pattern. For the two fancies in this race, I think a lot of punters are going to be zoning in on your Victorums and your don't give a dams. How do you see the races playing out for those two? I thought the map horse out of those two was Victorum, just drawn a nice mid-barrier, can land in a 
fifth, sixth, seventh, having a perfect run, spending no gas, uh, it probably opens up a little bit like what it did uh, in the championships here earlier in the year. Don't give a damn. I'm not so sure. It's a bit of a tricky draw at 1,200 metres. I know the intent was to lead last time. Uh, that was 1,400. Uh, crowded at the start as a result, got back. Here you've got a couple inside kicking up, such as Fuel, Awesome Pluck. They're not going to hand up their position. So there would be a, need to be a bit of work done early to see. Don't give a damn. Get into a good spot. All right. Fuel, just quickly before we move on. Fuel is a horse that would like to be forward, but does he have that natural speed to be right there do you think not against the monster and oh so hazy for me that race uh, that fuel won the other day was a really tactically good ride there was a lack of speed in that race and took up the the front and naturally won the race as a result of it so but this race is a very different shape all right speaking of shapes i think we know how the sydney stakes is going to play out we've got the mudlark jungle edge rolling along out in front absolutely i thought jungle edge from the good barrier takes it up, was a 1,000 metres last time at Mooney Valley and was a little bit beaten for speed, but at 1,200 here, I've got Jungle Edge leading with Dothraki and Music Magnate coming across from wider, and the map horse, again, tactical advantage, just lands in a beautiful spot from gate one. Yeah, and they should break up enough, you'd think, for him to pick his, his path through. I dare say, with the good tempo on these fields spread out, and I don't think getting off the fence is going to be a real drama. For any punters there that fancy Pirata, I think they'd be quite happy to see the map there that you've got because you've got him coming across from the wide draw and just slotting nicely behind the speed. I do. With the blinkers going back on, despite coming back from the mile to 1,200, I didn't think Pirata would be that far away from the leaders, anywhere from sort of 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, around that mark in a stalking position from that draw is where I have him. Okay. So it's obviously one of those races where they have, you've got a few genuine leaders, but mm. a lot of backmarkers too, so he can come across. There is a real bunch of backmarkers with your Kaepernick's, your Snippet Land, Sold for a Song, Sprite, like those horses, their pattern's pretty well defined and they're going to be back regardless. All right. The Craven Plate here. Fast early speed. That certainly does look to be the case when you see a few of these names. They jump out at you. I beat some Mandelian classic uniform. How have you got them in terms of their settling spots here? We, we do know these horses pretty well. Not many horses can head off RB at Sam when the intention is to be forward, and that's what it will be here. From Barry 11, I've got him crossing with Mandyline, who's drawn fractionally wider, which will see classic uniform actually be crossed, which is a rarity at this distance range for any horses to have superior speed to him, but I think here they definitely cross, and Mossendale, the Victorian, uh, he's a dead set on pacer, so he's going to be taking up a forward position as well, so there'll be no loafing early here. Egg Tart, we'll touch on quickly before we move on in this race, you've got it mapped to get that nice midfield run, just trailing behind that speed. Gets a very nice run, drew tricky last time, and did a good job to settle as close as what she did. Uh, I think a lot of people have got Egg Tart stamped as a get-back horse, but from a barrier, she can definitely take up a position midfield or a pair better. Yeah, and as we know, they can take plenty of confidence from the fact that she certainly handles heavy tracks. The last one we're going to touch on is the St Ledger. This is going to be a real test for these stayers come race 9, 2,600 metres. Uh, however, I guess on the flip side of that, you've got this as being a slow early speed with no real designated leader. No designated leader... By default, I've come back to Harper's Choice, who we haven't seen Harper's lead since uh, going right back to the Winter Cup, and that was a field of five, but it looks a similar tempo here. I think from Barrier 3, the lead will be gifted to them. Uh, Big Blue's an interesting one. Had the two hurdle starts this prep for Kiramar. Uh, drawn 12, I thought might go back, just 
given last time we saw Big Blue on the flat without the blinkers was more of a uh, get-back horse. But as soon as my maps went up online, Kieran Mars contacted Racing New South Wales stewards and suggested the horse will be going forward. So we can say Big Blue, possibly outside the leader, uh, puts some tempo into it, maybe. Okay. do you expect that, if that does happen, as they've kind of indicated, does that make the the speed average here, or will you still be erring on the side of slow? I'm still saying it'll be a slow tempo. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, well, if you haven't yet listened to our Everest special podcast, make sure you jump on and listen to that one too. But uh, that'll see us out for these particular races. If you're having a punt there at Randwick, oh, it's a massive day. All the best, and hopefully you find plenty of winners. Thanks for joining us, Lee. Thank you, mate.